The following program is rated TV-M-A-N-O-C. It contains a big pair of nuts directly on your chin. It is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. Fat phobia is real and it's a social justice issue. I, a fat person, am sharing my own lived experience. Come on, really? Obesity is epidemic in the United States and a major cause of death. What is fat activism? I, a fat person, am sharing my own lived experience. Pizza is a vegetable. Your fat phobia, your problem. It is not my place as a smaller bodied white man to comment on it. Radical body positivity. What can men do against such reckless hate? There's only one man who can help me. This is for you new people. I only have one rule. Everyone fights, no one quits. This day we fight! The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, the bacon is sizzling. Welcome to the Daily Swole. Testing, 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 test, 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 testing, testing, testicles, testing, testicles, testicles. Welcome everyone to episode 24, Hundo, and Setente Siete of the Daily Mother Swole, the most muscular swole cast, beer cast, broadcast, game cast, man cast, pimp cast, sleaze cast, and slay cast in the realm. Because when I flex, you flex, we all flex our biceps. What's going on, beaches, booshes, busters, hustlers, and yellow hoes? It's your boy, Papa Swole, yo, back. With another episode, today's episode, the Beast Cast is brought to you, is powered, is sponsored by Everston K2 Flexing on all you be. Fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. The fucking Catalina Wine Mixer. All right, fam. Happy, happy Thursday. Welcome to the Man Cast. Everyone hit the like button and check all the links in the show notes down below. We have amazing specials going on over there at SwoleNormousX.com. Get access to everything inside SwoleNormousX, including the exclusive overtime segments and driving while gaining uncensored. We have a brand new overtime segment coming tomorrow. Let's fucking go. Brand new overtime, brand new feature DWG release. And I shall tell you, fam, um, methinks this one will not be able to be posted on the public channels as well, because this is going to be savage and it's going down tomorrow immediately after the live stream, immediately after the FEFCast. We have an overtime segment. It's going to be fucking fire. Join the fam today, swolenormousx.com, and be there. And um, everyone, take a moment right now and hit that like button. Where's the like police in the live chat? Make sure you, everyone, harass one another. Harass one another until everyone hits the like button. We have enough likes as live stream viewers. That's very important. All right. We also have a P3S6. I told you I would keep on talking about it. We're almost about three weeks away, March 11th is our sixth release of Papa Swolio's signature series. And that is going to be awesome. If you don't know, 24 hour release only of exclusive apparel um, and first come first come first served and they will never be released again. So sixth round P three S six goes down on March 11th. It's going to be fucking 
epic. We got a lot to get into today. Hit the like button. Let's get a round of applause for the church and the Tainty Man. It's Tainty. It's Tainty and the church. And let's summon the Falcon and get today's party started. Here we go, beaches. All right, fam, you know the deal. You know the deal. Hashtag but Mathiroy. Drop that in the comments down below. Hashtag but Mathiroid. And we'll give that swole cod away at the end of today's episode. Uh, don't know about it. Go nowhere. So drop that in the comments. Now let's spin on it and get into that tip. We got awesome swole fan post, so let's fucking go. Hooah. Babe, just an inch, just an inch. It's cold outside. All right, here we go. First post today is from Bradley, and Bradley writes, anyone have any suggestions for affordable grass-fed ground beef to buy online? I usually use white oak pastures, but it's $10 a pound. If anyone has any suggestions of high-quality beef that's cheaper, let me know. Thanks, fam. Uh, not that I'm aware of. Um, there might be one, I think, actually, but it depends on the shipping. It depends on the total cost, because sometimes places might offer less expensive shipping, um, or they'll go less expensive, but there's an order minimum. So I think it depends. Uh, you might be better off finding something local, but you could also, I think I've never ordered from them, but I think there might be a place called Agridime, A-G-R-I-D-I-M-E. Someone can look that up. That might be a little bit less expensive, but you might be playing with like a dollar or something here and there. Might not, you're not going to find like $4 a pound or something night and day. So find something that you like, find something that's grass fed, grass finished, and go for it. There's a bunch of, there's a bunch of places online. Depends on where you live, Bradley. This is from the Facebook group. So I'm not sure where you live, but honestly, the best thing to do is to type in 100% grass fed beef or grass fed, grass finished beef online ground beef. And you'll just Google it. Like you'll find hundreds, um, maybe not literally hundreds, but I think so. You'll find tons and tons of places that have uh, grass fed ground beef. And also uh, something that I've mentioned before, if you're really trying to save a few bucks and makes all the difference, I would definitely go to a local butcher that sells grass-fed beef and see if they have anything that's maybe towards expiration and you can buy in bulk and freeze it. Just thinking about it. Okay. Um, anyone has any other ideas, you could drop that in the comments. Here we go. Next one from Calamarie. And uh, this is from the Discord. And uh, Cala says, can I vent? Hey, fam, can I vent for a bit? Well, let's fucking go. He's heating up. Who's ready for some venting? 
Come on, it's a daily swole. It's February, the uh, DSE says. Let's fucking vent. Uh, hey fam, can I vent for a bit? You really can't help people who don't want to be helped. My best friend is scheduled for weight loss surgery in April. He has to lose X amount of fat before then. He sends me this recipe that he's living off to fight sugar cravings. I had to tell him that this was complete garbage. I broke down the heart disease and cancerous ingredients in this that would really hurt him. In parentheses, she writes, uh, aspartame, yellow dye, number six, disodium phosphate, for example. I even suggested a few of my favorite healthy to-go's, uh, healthy go-to's, uh, like organic, plain goat yogurt and berries and honey. But all I got back was that it was too hard and too expensive and that he'd rather eat chemicals as long as it makes him lose weight. Uh, what? I can't wrap my head around this. But yet they keep complaining they're sick and can't lose weight. I wonder why. Yeah, Khaled, this is just a pain in the fucking ass. I mean, people that he's so fucking fat, he's getting weight loss surgery and no shit. This is a, look, this is the reason why he's getting weight loss surgery. Because he doesn't want to do the basics. The problem is he's probably going to lose weight and then probably going to gain it back. Because if he has terrible eating habits and there's a little of a desire to actually do things properly, even when he's going in for surgery to prepare properly, um, you know, a lot of th there isn't much hope for people like this, unfortunately. So, yeah, don't stress yourself out. Uh, I think weight loss surgery is very is very necessary for a very very small amount of people. Um, most people that go for weight loss surgery just don't create proper fundamental habits and uh, they oftentimes gain the weight back. And don't forget, it's not about the quantity of the food. It's about the quality. So you eat better quality food. You set your life, um, your lifestyle habits up in a better way. You're practicing meditation. You're exercising regularly. You're getting plenty of sunlight, all these different things, and you will lose fat and you won't have to micromanage your caloric intake. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to micromanage your caloric intake. Your body will tell you when it's full. Your body will tell you when it's hungry. And those mechanisms are completely fucked because we have way too much access to food. We have access to terrible food choices that fuck up our endocrine system. We're surrounded by um, endocrine and estrogen, well, estrogenics and endocrine disruptors in our environment. And these things all fuck up our, our hormone profiles and whether we're hungry or full. Um, yeah, so sorry that... Um, Probably your best friend is scheduled for weight loss surgery. Look, to be honest, this sounds like a pretty negative person. Just saying, yeah, the you might want to separate yourself from this kind of negativity and um, victimhood. Just a thought. I, I would not surround myself with someone like that, personally. And, and don't forget, let's talk about this. When you say best friend or friends, a lot of people are friends for a season or you stay friends with someone just because you've been friends with them. All right. You might have real deep connections with people that maybe you grew up with when you're really young, but you might not be hanging out and super close today. It's important to keep people around and to have these long-term relationships. If those relationships are mutually beneficial, if you're just surrounding yourself with someone because you've always surround yourself with them and they're really drags on you, then look, you're different people. They're not developing. They're not changing. And you're a different person now. So it doesn't have to work out. You don't have to feel guilty that you don't spend time with someone anymore. It doesn't mean you didn't have good times. It doesn't mean you don't want, wish the best for them. But if they're a drag on your life, then fucking find someone new. Find some new people. All right. Uh, this one from Matt. Matt says, oh, I forgot to share this with the fam last night, but I had a big time dad win. 
I was working out last night. My daughter was coloring. She turned to me and asked if we could do Nordic curls again. My legs were already sore from doing squats the other day. So unfortunately, I had to tell her we will do them another time. I definitely have a little savage on my hands. Fire. Nice. Don't forget, Matt, you could always walk her through some Nordic curls or give her like a different exercise. She might also like if you get one of those glute ham rollers, you put your heels on and you roll in and out or sliding discs or one of those Swiss balls. You can do that. Uh, That's a good thing that she might also like. That could be something that you do on days where maybe she wants to do those and you're already sore. But I hear you. Nordic curls are something you really have to repair from to do them again. You can't just do them every day like pull ups. You're going to takes a long time to build up that kind of resilience in your muscles and tendons. Uh, We got one from the Discord. Old Youngster. Love that name. Lost 55 pounds back in 2019. Got back up to 210 on Black Friday. Now down to 187. Didn't want to go to the gym today, but did it anyway. Fam, let's fucking go. Didn't want to go. Who gives a shit, right, Old Youngster? Who gives a flying fuck if you didn't feel like going? That's what I'm talking about. All right, and last one. Ooh, we got a sexy selfie from our very own Tyler. Tyler writes, good morning, fam. 34 degree morning weather here in Arizona. The fuck? 34 degrees. And to be honest, it's not even that cold for me. I feel absolutely fucking amazing right now. Relaxing and focusing on my seven pillars daily. Even though I don't have a cold plunge, this is sort of a replacement and better for me at the moment. What's stopping you, fam? Get after painful situations. You will get better at it if you don't feel like doing it every day. Hashtag seven pillars. Hashtag swole fam. Tyler freezing his fucking nips off in AZ. All right, respect. All right, fam. Let's start by dropping some hashtags. Um, Ask Papa Swolio. You can drop some uh, questions in the comments. Also, if you want to go to askpapasolio.com, um, you should go there, especially if you want to submit a question, askpapasolio.com. Submit a question for the show, and we'll get to it in an upcoming episode. We can get to it tomorrow and or Saturday. So if you can't catch a live stream, you can head over to askpapasolio.com at any time and submit an audio question. And if you want to join um, everyone that just dropped some awesome comments, the amazing Swole fam that's crushing it, Tyler, who's freezing his fucking nips off, Join us, swolenormousx.com. So let's take, hit the like button, fam. Um, Another reminder. And leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere. You bang your motherfucking ear holes. Let's take our first question from Mario. Hey, Papa. I'm from Italy. I'm Mario. It's me. Sorry. uh, I want to ask you if you could, could could, could do a favor to me. Um, so, uh, could you tell in Italian, uh, instead of go to the fucking gym, we say, uh, vai a quella cazzo di palestra. Could be funny. Bye, Papa. Oh, All right, Mario. Papa. Actually, is that it? Thank you, Mario. Actually, yes, I already have. Um, we got some Portuguese, we got some Italian, and we have a bunch of other languages coming for video. So absolutely, you'll be seeing that on the social medias. Thanks for calling in, Mario. It's a him. It's a Mario. I love it. I love it. All right. Saying, Papa Solia, how much protein is too much in one sitting? I consume 72 grams in one meal. I feel great. Just curious. I don't know. I don't know. I think any of that kind of bullshit where it's like, the human, you can only eat 50 grams. Bullshit. 
bullshit. That's nonsense. I think everyone's different. I think it's exceptionally hard to even quantify that. Um, if you are eating less frequently, if you only have like one meal a day or two meals a day, you definitely need to consume more protein. So that could be very taxing or if you have a time restricted eating window, but I don't think there's any necessarily limit. Um, obviously the more that you eat at one time, the more challenging it might be for your digestive system. So you, if you do one meal a day, you might just want to do like a four hour eating window and then you could eat once and then, or have two more medium or large meals rather than like one epic fucking feast. Um, so you might want to spread it out over the course of, you know, three hours or four hours, something like that. So I don't think there's really a number that you can put on it. Of course, more lean mass and the more food that you're used to consuming, your body will probably get more efficient, but, um, there's no, there's no limit that I'm aware of, but you know, it just makes logical sense that the more you consume, it probably gets to a point where your body is less able to digest all of it as efficiently. I would think there we go. That was nice. Ooh, solid. Nice follow up there. A tan. A tan. A fucking tan. Oh. All right, let's see here. <clears throat> Kingfish, Papa Soy, I've tried finding a consistent answer on this, but I keep getting conflicting answers. Andrew Huberman says not to do it, to wait. After heavy lifting, how long should you wait to cold plunge? I would say at least several hours. I wouldn't do it immediately after. Um, your body has natural inflammatory responses after training. I wouldn't do cold plunge for a while after. I mean, if you're training in the morning, you want to cold plunge at night. That's probably fine. I mean, I cold plunge every morning, but I also don't do like 10, 15 minutes. I do like two to three minutes just to wake up and feel great, but it's good for inflammation too. Um, but I mean, if you're training in the afternoon, maybe later at night, but just do it. I just do it in the morning. So I generally... If I'm training in usually in the early midday, early afternoon, lifting weights, I'm probably what, 12, I'm probably like almost a day, like 18 hours after. So I definitely don't do it for at least several hours to the next day or the morning. Yeah. I wouldn't do it immediately after. Okay, let's see. All right, let's get into another phone call. This one's from Constantine. Ooh, here we go. Bel puta gimnasio. Oh, papá Soli, tengo miedo. Quiero llorar. Quiero llorar. Bel puto gimnasio. No me importa. Ve al puto gimnasio. No hablo espanol. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. Constantine, tú necesitas ir al gimnasio. Ir al puto gimnasio. Okay. That just said go to the fucking gym in Spanish. If you've seen the videos, of course, I've been doing it in different languages. Very nice. Okay. Here we go. LHW, Papa Solio, do you think there is a connection between not liking food and the body not being able to tolerate it? Like the body is telling you not to eat it. Sorry for my bad English. Between not liking the food and the body not being able to tolerate it. Chicken or the egg, right? Um, do you mean like if you don't like to, if you don't like the food and the body can't tolerate it? There's a lot of physiological connection. I mean, if you psychologically are like, ew, I don't like this, you might feel gross. 
some people have more issues with texture and stuff like that. A lot of people just didn't grow up with certain foods, so it seems weird, or they mind fuck themselves psychologically into having some sort of negative side effect. I, I think what you're asking is, you know, what percentage is the mind? And it, it can't be quantified, but the mind is very powerful. Let's put it that way. Uh, Brandon, thoughts on cold plunge and shower right before working out? I believe Huberman talked about it helping to raise testosterone levels. Sure. You're warming up anyway. So, I mean, I cold plunge in the morning and sometimes I'll train right after. I'll do the show. Um, I cold plunge and then I take Rufus on a nice walk. So I warm up on the walk, which I like that routine the best. I do like training early in the morning, but I also like getting the show done first and then having the rest of my day to do other filming and training and stuff like that. So I like doing the, the, the nice medium for me is to cold plunge first thing, let him pee and poop outside. And then I take him on a nice like half hour plus walk to warm up and to, you know, get my mind right. No phone. You know, I, I don't look at my phone until you know, well, after I get back from the walk. So I'm just walking with the dog, you know, sun's coming up and just walking and thinking. It's a nice moving meditation. <clears throat> fuck yes, fam. Let's get a little merrick on that one. Fuck yes! So you can plunge. I mean, immediately before you have to. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It might be fine, you know. It depends on what you like, but yeah, cold before. I mean, you're still going to warm up anyway. All right, let's see. Cal, my six-year-old has been watching and wants to get involved. I'm debating leather, letting her use some one-kilogram dumbbells. Do you think they will be okay, or is using body weight a better option? Body weight's great. Yoga's fantastic. One kilogram. Oh, six years old? So one kilogram is like two pounds? It's probably super... It's nothing. That's nothing. She'll be able to lift that easily. Plus, she's not going to be like pushing to failure. Like, ah, she's not going to be lifting like fucking Tom Platts or Arnold. Like, yeah, more, more. Come on, two more. She's going to be like this. Like, she's lifting light things. She's not going to be pushing to failure and doing tons of volume. It's two pounds. Those like the little pink weights. I'm sure it's, it's completely fine. Uh, body weight's great too. But like, you know, you're, she's not going super overload and crushing herself. So you're fine. You could also get her some of those kids weights, right? The ones with like the bar and they have like the plastic weights, which are like maybe like two pounds and they could do barbell stuff with you. So there's a lot of different things you can do. Broomstick. You can have some fun stuff. Frank, would the same idea apply to massage table or chairs as it does to cold plunge immediately after working out? How do you mean? Like getting a massage right after a workout? I don't think that has any, it's, uh, it's nothing close to similar. What you're doing with the massage afterwards, like if you're foam rolling, it's just inhibiting the muscle and maybe aiding in blood flow or relaxing some of the muscle tissue and maybe aiding with some sort of uh, fluid transfer and dynamics in the actual localized muscle. So if anything, foam rolling after or doing some yoga or something like that, it's fine. It's definitely completely different. Chocolate Designs. Interesting name. Do you know anything about injectable peptides? I don't. My brother-in-law is using them for, quote, weight loss. He lifts all the time, but his eating habits are terrible. Yeah, this kind of stuff is bullshit excuse. You're injecting these types of things that, you know, I think they work. Um, you know, it's definitely similar to, like, anabolics. It's not something that people should be using lightly. But if he's not eating healthy, then fundamentally, he's not taking care of his body. You can inject whatever the fuck you want, eat garbage, and you're going to have inflammation and a lot of side effects and 
problems long term. So not wise. All right, let's take one from Ryan. Last phone call, and then maybe we'll take a couple more questions live and from Instagram. Hey, yo, what's up, Papa Swolio? I have a question. Fucking lay Where is Mama Swolio? I want to see. Sam have big arms, have big back. I don't know. So, <laughs> God's a fucking gym. What? You want to see her big arms or her big back? Um, Where is or you want to see her? Like, that's cool. I'm glad that you want that. I appreciate the fact that you want that, but it's okay to want things that you'll never get. So, never going to get it. Never going to get it. Never going to get it. Inconceivable. All right. He's on fire. Let's take, we could end it right there, but let's, uh, let's get into a couple Papa Swolio Jorge. I don't want to go to the fucking gym. I don't care. Cool story. Matt Damon. Um, Psico? Psico? Daniel DP? How to get more energy when I run on a treadmill? Uh, I don't know. Are you getting good sleep? Are you consuming electrolytes? Are you warming up? Are you lifting weights? You know, I mean, what's with the, uh, the treadmill stuff? How do I get more energy? Well, without knowing anything else, there's nothing real, really to talk about that. Um, Tristan Fields, Papa Solio, been going to the fucking gym consistently for about a month now. Haven't Jesus Christ been going to the fucking gym consistently for about a month now. Haven't seen much results. Um, I remember my first beer. You just started training. So the fucking ego to think you're going to see results after a fucking month. You're going to Matt Damon. Damon. Have fun training your ass off for years. <laughs> you're not going to see fucking results in a month, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Been going to the gym consistently for a month. Cool. Cool. A month. I remember my first month in like 1999 or 2000. A Gordon 116. Yo, let's talk about that for a second. The absolute complete disconnect on like how adaptation works and how long it's going to take. It's going to take you years, bro. Well, you can get results in a few in months. Yeah, you can, but it's slow and steady. It's going to take you years. Uh, you're barely getting out of like, you haven't even gained adaptations from like, and who knows if you're doing it right, you're eating properly. Your body's not going to change. You're not going to build muscle for like a couple months when you first start. You'll increase strength because your body is improving coordination, but you're not going to build muscle for like the first few months. All right. Uh, but Mathyroid, hashtag But Mathyroid for a chance to win today's swole card. We'll give that away at the end of today's episode. We got the Tainty Man here. And of course, we have the church. Excellent. Fun times. Absolutely fantastic. Um, a Gordon 116, Papasolia, what's a good rep range for rep range and set for building muscle, but aiming to lose weight? Jesus Christ. Enough with this. Trying to build muscle, but losing weight. Focus on building muscle. Stop being such a fat fuck. Eat quality foods. Do an elimination diet. There is no good rep range and sets. Depends on what your experience is, what you're doing, what your training split, what your frequency is. Um, start with the basic training program and go from there. If you're interested, go to swornormousx.com, check out everything we have. You can do three exercises, three sets each, but it really comes down to the intensity. It really comes down to the overload. And, um, this is a very, there is no, like the building muscle, but I want to lose weight. 
I, I hate these fucking questions. I can't believe in 2023 we're still talking about like, I want to build muscle but lose weight. You need to create good fucking lifestyle habits. You'll build muscle over time and you will lose extra body fat over time, which is usually coming from hormone imbalances, terrible sleep habits, and chronic inflammation. Like it takes time. It takes time. These fucking Instagram questions. They always suck for the most part. Yamlin Khan, my shoulder pain, not serious, but annoying how to help it. Well, considering I have no fucking idea about what the shoulder pain is, it could be any number of things. Um, it's definitely serious. It's annoying now, but that's your perception of it. Uh, it's definitely serious because if you don't address it, it's not going to get better and it's going to compromise other things. It could lead to injuries elsewhere because you're compensating for the shoulder pain. And, um, you can do yoga, you could do corrective exercises, you could do club work and mace work and start very light. Depends on what the issue is. And I'm not a medical professional, although I know much more than most medical professionals when it comes to rehab and exercise and stuff, but talk to your doctor too. But he's probably going to refer you to someone who also doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, Igor Juke. Igor Juke. Workout when under the weather or rest. If you're sick, take care of yourself get to the root cause of why you're sick. You're probably vitamin D deficiency. You're not drinking enough water and electrolytes. You're not getting quality sleep. Your nutrition sucks. You're dealing with chronic inflammation. Your body is constantly in a state of alarm. Take care of your health. Get more vitamin D. Don't be training hard and crushing yourself when you're not feeling well. Your body is already compromised. All right. Chris, hey, Derek, you know what helps with shoulder pain? Licking my butthole. Add that to the soundboard. Oh, all right. That's an interesting one. I'm going to put my nuts hat on your drum set. Uh, Will, uh, Papa Swole, when you do a mobility workout, what are some exercises besides yoga to help mobility in general? Check out the Swollen 7 mobility section. Check out the glute awareness program, the shoulder awareness program. Check out the ankle, knee, and hip mobility masterclasses. There's a, it's not just exercises. I mean, there's a ton of things you can do for mobility. So many. Just can't go into like, I mean, there's so many exercises. Tyler, are there days where you go for supersets? Curious. And how do you maintain it? Um, sure. Depends on the workout. If you're doing chest and back, supersets are great. I wouldn't necessarily go like back and forth with no rest. You're just doing cardio. So you can still have like a minute or two before between exercises and just alternate chest and back. It's a great way to crush your entire upper body. All right. Let's see here. Saying if one is strong, arm wrestler and strongman dabbler, what's a good weight for a first club? Like a steel club? Five pounds. Five pounds. Do not get an ego when it comes to club because you're trying to build hundreds and thousands of repetitions. Hundreds and thousands. This is not something you're not doing strongman. You're not doing power. This is thousands of repetitions. So get a five pounder. If you want to also get a 10 pounder but do thousands of repetitions first with the five pounder before you start dabbling with the 10 pounder telling you, I'm telling you it's going to work. It's going to improve all those other areas that you're doing, but it's going to, um, you're going to see, you're going to see it's going to, it's going to work muscles that you're training for those types of activities in ways that you've never trained them before. Just because of the dynamic movement, the torque, it's going to age you. It's going to improve your arm wrestling and strongman stuff, but have humility and, get rid of the ego when it comes to clubs and mazes. Logan on sick days, would you recommend sticking to normal workload or would you go lighter on the weights on sick days? If you're sick, you're not lifting. If you're sick, you're not training, do some yoga, do some sauna or 
you know, whatever. If you have one, you don't want to go to a public gym and you're sick and go into a sauna. That's not cool. Um, drink more things like bone broth and take your vitamin D and organ meats and drink plenty of water with electrolytes, get some more rest, do some yoga or mobility. But I wouldn't be doing training. That's the whole point of you being sick. Your body is already compromised. It's amazing how many people ask questions about like, hey, if I'm sick, like if my body's fucked up, what should I do for lifting? It's like, yo, just people need to understand. It's such a long-term approach. This is the journey in the process. It's not like you take one or two days off from heavy, intense training. You're going to lose all your fucking gains just because you're not currently fucking sore and, oh my God. You know, a lot of times you'll get sick because your body is compromised and you're overloading it. Your body is getting damaged. You're causing trauma when you go to the gym. You're causing trauma when you lift heavy. You're gaining and you're building when you're not in the gym. So when you're repairing, it's very important. And if you're compromised and you're wearing yourself down by not getting quality sleep, by not eating quality food, by not hydrating properly, your body is stressed out and it's already trying to repair from, uh, like if you're not getting enough sleep, your body is, your body is compromised just for being awake. If you're not getting quality sleep, you're compromised even without training. Just being alive, your body is compromised if you're not getting quality sleep. So that's the most important fucking thing. So it's not like, oh, I got six hours last night. You're severely compromised. You don't realize how compromised you are. You feel groggy. Like when you get quality sleep every night and then you have one night, let's say you're getting eight to nine hours of sleep a night and then one night you get six hours. How many of you, and most people don't get quality sleep so they don't know the comparison. Same thing with the elimination diet. Same thing with the elimination. People are eating garbage all the fucking time, so they don't realize how detrimental the garbage is. Once you eliminate these things for like six to eight weeks, and then you reintroduce them, holy shit, it's night and day. You realize, oh my God, I've been fucking myself up. When you're getting quality sleep, and then the one night you get six hours, you feel like you're underwater and you're wiped the fuck out. So if you're getting six hours all the time, it's the same thing like eating junk food all the time. You don't realize how bad it is. You don't realize how compromised you are. All right, let's see here. Ah, saying, isn't the sauna the best thing when sick? No, not necessarily. You're not sweating shit out. Um, I don't believe that that's necessarily true. The sauna is stressful. It's not restorative. It's stressful. Like when I go in the sauna, like it's hot, like it's, it's a strain. It can definitely make things worse. A lot of times people will go into the sauna and like fucking, then they'll get really sick because it compromises your immune system in the moment, right? When you go in the cold plunge, it's a stress for your body. Yes, it can raise all these different levels and make you feel good, but it's stress on your body. The sauna is stress on your body. Stress on your body when it's already compromised uh, isn't going to be a good thing. Sauna regularly and all those things can prevent you from getting sick or having the severity of an illness. But when you're compromised, putting your body under stress isn't a good decision. I mean, if you're a little bit congested, you have your own personal sauna, you're a little bit congested and oh, I have a little bit of nose, like you put some, like I'll put some eucalyptus in the water and get a little steam. It can help like loosen up and oh, you can breathe. Okay, fine. But that's different, right? If you have I mean, if you're like, you have a fever and you're sick and you're like, oh, you go in the sauna, it can fuck your world up. All right, Will, when heavy, when lifting heavy for so long, when do you have a deload week and what are the main benefits from these deload weeks? I've heard there are benefits, but I also heard they aren't worth it. Well, they're absolutely worth it. This is why I think active recovery and mobility throughout 
eliminates the need for major deload weeks and like crushing yourself to the point where you can't lift for two fucking weeks. I don't think that's necessary, nor is it a good idea for people that are lifting natural, you know, natural lifters and not getting exogenous hormones. I would check out this one almost audio experience and check out those frequency and volume and deload episodes that I've done um, in the more recent episodes. You have to learn. You have to learn when your body needs time off. But this is why it's it's better to integrate with your current programming to do frequent like days of mobility and yoga. That way you don't need to get to the point where like, oh, I'm so wiped out. If you feel really sore and kind of drained, do yoga, do mobility. Well, I should be lifting and psychologically, it's more of your in your own head. Like if I'm not lifting today, I'm not making progress. Wrong. If you're not lifting today, you're actually able to recover more, do things that will aid in the recovery and then crush it tomorrow. Like recovery will help. And if you're actually repairing more and recovering more between workouts, maybe you're doing too much overload and you're not recovering enough from your workout sessions. You're going too hard. You weren't sleeping as well. You weren't eating as well, or you just went really hard and you need a little bit extra time. That's why active recovery is important. If you integrate it, you don't have to do excessive deload weeks. You might take a one or two days where you do more mobility and then come back to it rather than like, oh my God, I'm so overtrained and under-recovered. I need to take three weeks off. You don't need that shit. Unless you're doing something like an intense athlete where you're peaking in the middle of a season, like the NFL or NBA or baseball, like you're just ending a season, it's probably good just to take a few weeks off of just recover, do some light stuff, mobility and yoga and decompress and heal those injuries and stuff from training at a high or exercising at a peak performance level for months. Cal, someone pissed in our sauna. I see. I, I used to, when I used to go to like public saunas, people like spitting it and it's just fucking disgusting. If you want to spit in your sauna, good. Spit in your sauna. If it's your own fucking sauna. Otherwise, that's nasty. Freddie, Papa Soy, what area would be tight or compromised if when doing mobility and stretching, it feels like your coccyx is being stretched? Would it be something like your L4, L5, for example? Uh, could be those deep external rotators of the hip. There, you have a lot of muscles and stabilizers that attach from that to your hip bones and things like that. Glutes could be certain fibers of the glutes. There's a lot of things pulling. And don't forget also, when you feel tightness, it doesn't necessarily mean that's exactly where it's coming from. Sometimes you have a tightness feeling or you have a pain referral. Like you feel pain somewhere. Like for example, if you have impingement in your supraspinatus muscle, one of the muscles of the rotator cuff, but you'll feel pain like down the side of your arm. You'll feel like a oh, pain here and be like, oh my God, my like, you know, arm hurts. You feel like down here, you'll feel the pain kind of radiating, but it's actually coming from impinging nerves and stuff up there. So pain referrals are also a real thing. Matthew, I don't have a sauna, so I just lock myself in my car in the middle of summer instead. Eh, probably not a good idea. Matt Damon. Probably not a good idea. Matthew's like putting like open cups of water and just sitting in the middle of the fucking car. I mean, it, it, I'm, it works, I'm sure. Probably not a good idea. Probably not a good idea. All right, fam. That being said, uh, we'll take this last question and then we'll get into some balls deep. Logan Conley. Uh, Papa Soy, any advice on getting rid of tendonitis or tennis elbow? Sure, a couple things. Check out my Amazon store. Uh, you can check out a Therabar. Those things are fantastic. You could also get like 20 pounds of rice put in a five-gallon bucket and do different hand positions. A lot of times it's just overuse. Also, getting a light club like Indian clubs or a five-pound club, super light or three-pound club, and starting to do that is excellent for your forearm muscles. But those are a couple ideas. You can get those finger stretchers, work your extensors more, stretching, 
yoga and things like that can be fantastic. But a bucket of rice, a therabar, um, and like a steel club are fantastic because you'll work out the muscles in a lot of different areas. And it's really just an imbalance with your muscles that cross the elbow and cross the wrist. And, you know, you, you move your f- muscles of your fingers and all the muscles move all the way up and attach up on your forearm. So when you have inflammation or imbalance, you get a lot more friction and swelling, which decreases the space that these tendons have to move, which makes them rub more, which makes them have less space. And then they slide and they inflame. And then of course, like then you start to like pick up a coffee cup and then your hand fucking hurts and your elbow hurts and you're working on grip strength is the most important thing. One of the most important things, especially as you get older, grip strength is the most important thing because it can grab onto a wall and it's like the number one thing to prevent elderly people from falling and breaking a hip or falling downstairs. It gives them the strength and the coordination to like grab onto something. But grip strength will help you tremendously when it comes to all of your lifts. And if you improve your grip strength and all the muscles of your wrist and forearm and stuff by doing club work, by doing the rice and maybe like those little uh, rotating bats or the Therabar, um, it'll improve all your lifts and uh, mitigate, if not eliminate completely, those types of uh, pains. And the reason why they call them tennis elbow and golfer's elbow, it's because when you do the same fucking thing over time, you know, tennis, you're rotating your hand, tennis, same move, same move, same fucking arm, same move, golf, same move, same swing. People don't hit golf right-handed and then switch left-handed. They're doing the same fucking thing, same fucking thing, same fucking thing, same fucking thing. So you get overuse injuries really quickly. And golf is extremely damaging. A lot of people, golf causes more injuries than people realize because you have a lot of people that sit in an office all fucking day and then go golfing with massive fucking torque and whip in one direction for like 20 hours on the weekend and they wonder why they have back problems. It's like you sit around doing jack shit and then whip yourself in one direction as hard as you fucking can out of nowhere. Like you're sitting on a desk for like 50 hours a week and then (laughs) one direction. So yeah. Yeah. Fuck golf. I could literally go my entire life and never play. I think I played one game of golf. I don't even remember. I was really young. I've gone to a driving range once or twice. Shit gets old fucking quick. No, thanks. Golf is great for people who don't want to like do exercise, but I like golf. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Fuck out of here. I like just being outside. It's beautiful. Yeah. Just being surrounded by pesticides. Yeah. Great. The most artificial environment possible. Hit a ball, go chase it. Oh, Matthew, I don't need to leave the house to whack little balls. Oh, but at least you got a big dick. Top golf is fun. People say that because they have alcohol. Everyone's like, oh, I'm going to top golf. And then you get alcohol. Everyone's like, this is fun. It's like, you have to be drunk to make that mistake. <laughs> All right. I'm right. I'm teasing. I've been to golf. I've been to top golf, top golf like once or twice. It's, a, it's kind of thing you, you do it once. Like, okay, cool. That was fun. And then mini golf, mini golf, on the other hand, mini golf should be an Olympic fucking sport. Mini golf. Now that mini golf is the tits. Mini golf is the tits. I love those mini golf places where it's like just this epic, like not the rundown ones that look like a a carny set it up like in 1970 and it's like weak, but like full blown hardcore mini golf places. Mini golf is the tits. Mini golf is the tits. Mini golf is the tits. Yeah, that takes skill for sure. You're going to die, clown. Mini golf is great. Mini golf is great. 
And the best thing about mini golf is you just talk tons of shit. I talk so much shit when it comes to mini golf. I talk so much shit. I don't care if I win or lose. That's not the point. I'm going to talk some serious trash. Like, oh, but you lost someone. Like, I don't give a fuck. I made fun of you the whole time. I'm fine. I'm fine giving you the win. I don't give a shit if I win. I will just talk shit the entire fucking time. And I will like bring up your childhood and like your identity. Oh, I will. I, I will take souls. It's going to be uncomfortable. I don't, I don't care about winning. That's not the point. Mini golf is all about getting in someone's head. The more you know, the more you know. Uh, here we go. Balls deep time. That's deep. All right. All right. When someone's like, no, no, but look, look at the scorecard. Fucking eat the scorecard. Just fuck. Now what? Now what, bitch? Now what? All right. Hey, Timmy, what do you think about gladiators? Saying so you don't like arm wrestling. <laughs> What's with arm wrestling? Touch my hand. I'm going to pull it down. People love that shit. I don't know why. It's like slap fighting. I don't, I don't know. It's definitely more like a lot more to it than slap fighting. Hey, don't get knocked out by this person's fucking fist. Okay, I'm not trolling people that arm wrestle. You can do whatever the hell you want. Here we go. Um, it's like PG-rated sword fighting, right? Okay, uh, fam, we got some awesome new apparel. Swole muscles matter. Go get you some. We got um, St. Patrick's Day. You use code DAILYSWOLE for 10% off. And of course, uh, we have Kiss Me, I'm Swole. Oh, we got some awesome Swole cards. What we got here? I better use my strong hand. Indeed, and of course, we have the new Fuck Your Pink Drink 2.0. Go check out all those designs over there at papaswolio.com. New merch, beaches, new fucking merch. And I uh, mentioned it earlier at the beginning of the show that we have overtime tomorrow. Um, in the morning, we're going to be live in the morning. But of course, right after we have our overtime segment, brand new DWG. Let's fucking go. Don't miss it. Brand new DWG. Brand new DWH. DWH. Hey, it's going to be fucking lit. Now, fam, it's time to go deep and deeper than perhaps we've ever gone before. Because, because it's time to cause some emotional damage. Let's hurt some feelings, shall we? All right, let's do it. Fam, we got a few videos. Uh, I think we're going to have to do a raffle, but let me see if there's anything really short. That's what she said, because we need an appetizer. Ooh, ooh, is that someone with the that's actually someone with a dick, I think. Oh my goodness. Do we have, he must be gay, which is fine. Do what you want. Ew. Oh my God. These are terrible. These are terrible. Let's do the fat ones first and then we'll get into this gender shit because we have to end with that. Here we go. Uh, is trying to lose weight fat phobic? All right. Is trying to lose weight fat phobic? That's a huge bitch. Here we go. Is trying to lose weight Fatphobic. No. First of all, let's see what the definition of fatphobic is. The definition of fatphobic is. Hey, George, it's a bad day. Come on, man. It's a bad day. 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 It's
is the implicit and explicit bias of overweight individuals that is rooted in a sense of blame and presumed moral failing. AKA, I'm sensitive and don't want to change, so I'm going to create a word that blames you for my fucking face hole. Being overweight and or fat is highly stigmatized in Western culture. So the It's not stigmatized, it just is the outcome of terrible lifestyle habits. And if you want to increase your risks dramatically for all-cause mortality, then I guess that's your choice. Freedom to kill yourself earlier than you need to die, I suppose. Freedom? Freedom? First question would be, why do you want to lose weight? To is not, it because you're really, really concerned about your health? Yeah, you should Maybe be. Maybe your doctor has said, hey, you need to lose weight because you're at high risk of X, Y, and Z disease. Pause. If you need your doctor to tell you that you're too fat and you should lose weight, like you're just not paying attention. You're just, you're a zombie already. If you need your doctor to tell you that you're fucking fat and need to improve your lifestyle habits. If you need your doctor to say that and you can't figure that out by just looking in the fucking mirror. Okay. I'm not saying obsess and like, oh, I hate my body. No, respect your body. Love yourself enough to want to do better for yourself. Like, Why is that so, oh, my feelings. Why is that so like, why is that so crazy to respect yourself and not want to poison yourself? All right. And is that your main pure motivation? Yeah. Is, is taking care of your health, your main pure motivation? Like, is that not good enough? Is that not good enough? So if you want a new Louis Vuitton belt or a new iPhone, because you just want one, you can't just want to lose weight because you want to. In other words, you can you can want whatever you want and you can do things for whatever reason you want. That's what freedom is about. However, I am encouraging you to look deeper within and realize, hey, I should be taking care of my flesh basket because the only thing that I fucking got in this world. If your motivation is because you feel bad about your body, the weight is holding you back because of the way society views fatter people. You they view them as unhealthy and they view them as not taking care of their health and they view them as... I don't know, projecting blame on other people for their problems, especially when you say stuff like that. Yeah, if you are obese, you don't have good habits. Period, end of story, you don't. You don't have good lifestyle habits. How do I know? Um, Because I have eyes and I have a brain and I have a triple digit IQ. Who would have thought in 2023 that would have been a huge fucking flex? Could argue that trying to lose weight is a form of fat phobia. You, you could argue that there are invisible unicorns that kick people in the taint when they make bad decisions. You can make that argument. You'd still be wrong. You can make whatever argument you want. You're just not going to have many friends. That make you directly fat phobic for wanting to lose weight. Probably not. People trying to always be smaller, achieve thinness, is a direct impact of fat phobia. Because what do you hear a lot of people uh, say? I want to lose weight so I can feel confident. Is there something wrong about that? I want to lose weight so I feel better about myself. So I feel better and more confident. You know why you feel more confident? It's because you feel accomplished. All those positive endorphins, all that physical lightness, you feel like you can move, you don't have pain, it's going to lead you to be more confident because you just feel better as an individual. When you're training and you're overcoming difficult shit by lifting weights and challenging yourself, you feel more confident because you're accomplishing and you're pushing through that burn. You're pushing through difficult workouts. How good do you feel after an amazing workout? Why? 
it's not just like the chemical response inside your body. It's also because psychologically, you know that you pushed yourself and you fucking did it. You came out the other side, a winner. You leave the gym, a fucking winner. So you're going to feel more confident in all aspects of your life. I'm accepted. So people find me attractive. And the reason people find or this on accent. average thinner people are deemed more attractive is because of the fat phobia that runs through our society. I'll tell you, there needs to be more running through our society. There needs to be more people running. Let's get let's get all these people running. This is what I always say. If you're a fat activist, I want you to march every fucking day. I think you all should gather in the street and fucking march. I think fat phobia, I think, you know, the fat positivity movement, I think there needs to be a lot more of that movement. I think you should march for fat positivity every fucking day. I think you should march for miles every fucking day, every day. But then guess what? You're not going to be fat. You're not going to have anything to complain about anymore. Oh, shucks. Matt Damon. I'm totally comfortable in my body. I just don't want to be in pain. Do I think that someone trying to pursue weight loss makes them fat phobic? How is it still going? No. But it is the fat phobic society yeah. that we live in, which makes them feel like they have to lose weight and be in a thinner body to achieve X, Y, and Z. I'm not saying this is the most correct and accurate um, explanation of this, but it is how I view it and how I see it and how I try and explain it to people in a way that isn't Sam. argumentative or condescending or I'm right, you're Sam. wrong. I'd love to know your thoughts on this um, or if I've missed anything. I'm not trying to be at anyone here. I just thought... All right, we're stopping that. Jesus Christ, I'm stopping it early. Matt Damon. We're done. We're done. Um, we got the point. When you start repeating yourself over and over again, here's the thing. If you need to explain yourself for that long, if you need to explain and explain and explain, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like way too many words. You're not keeping people's attention. You're, you don't know what you're talking about succinctly enough. And you're just saying just word salad, word salad, word salad. And you say like, are people fat phobia that want fat phobic that want to look? No. Okay. Next video. Like we're done. We're done. Five seconds fucking in. All right, let's do another fat one because then we're going to get into the gender stuff. I'm going to want to fucking slit my fucking taint. So let's get into another fat bullshit video. All right, here we go. Um, Loretta, you're regaining past glory. Let's fucking go at 12. Wasn't that a good rip? Logan, that's a fucking good one. 9.7. John, 9.8. Frank, 9.7. Matt, 9.1. This is what I'm talking about, baby. This is what I'm talking about. That was... That was powerful. Nick, a nine, eight. Let's fucking go. Thank you, fam. I appreciate it. Thank you for your support. Hey, I'm going to start rocking my Papa Solio 2024 tank. I need to. Oh, Papa needs Deadpool. You were droning on and on. Is this a list of things I did to your mom last night? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we have a chode here. And I'm just going to tell you right now, the soy is strong with this one. I don't know if he likes the PP. I have a feeling it's possible. I don't know what his voice is going to sound like, but I mean, we're talking veggie oils. All right, here we go. Anti-fatness is discrimination. <sighs> What's in the box? That's fucking bullshit. Here we go. Anti-fatness is the last socially acceptable form of discrimination. One second. <sighs> Have you ever said that? Have you ever heard anyone say that? No, I try to stay on the intelligence side of the interwebs. And I surround myself with people that aren't retarded. So there's that. 
I'm pretty confident that I have said that in the past, although I'm, I'm not sure, sure you if have. I've ever said it on TikTok. We didn't miss it at all, but thank you for sharing. The thing is... Why is this video so fucking long? God damn it. We'll see if we make it through. I don't know if I can do... It's wrong. So I just finished reading Aubrey Gordon's new book, You Just Need to Lose Weight and 19 Other Myths About Fat People. Um, she's one of the co-hosts of the Maintenance Phase podcast. Give it a listen. Um, and the last chapter is about that statement, that anti-fatness is the last socially acceptable form of discrimination. Oh, my God. All right. Yo. Hey, everyone. Everyone gather around. United States. Okay. Planet Earth. Gather around. Um, no one say anything that hurts someone's feelings. Okay. Um, excuse me. Excuse me. Papa Solio. Yes. You in the back. Um, how come people are such huge fucking pussies? Well, that's a good question, Tommy. Yo, everyone's going to have their feelings get hurt. You're never going to be able to. Everyone, everything's discrimination. Words are violence. Silence is violence. You know, me having a beard is expressive of the patriarchy and capitalism. Like, whatever the fuck. It doesn't matter. In other words, I'm not saying run around offending people on purpose. There's a difference. Going around and being an asshole and, like, yelling at people that are minding their own fucking business. That's you being a prick. Saying something that's your opinion that offends someone else, that's their problem. Straight up, it's their problem. If you're offended, you are offended. It's not me offending you. You are offended. And that fill in the blank by whatever. It doesn't matter. Once you start pandering to these fucking lunatics and these pussies, it's never going to stop. Because it's power. It's attention. It's leverage. They're going to keep on taking and taking and taking. So stop bending over and taking in the ass from these fucking libtards. Enough. All right, let's continue. And it sort of opened my eyes to this thing. The statement is not wrong because anti-fatness is, isn't socially acceptable because it is socially acceptable. And the statement is not. I'm I know I'm stopping this. I'm going to try to let it run so we can get through it. We'll see if we finish it, but good. Anti-fatness should be accepted. This is not a bad thing. Fat shaming should be around. Now, again, it's not, oh my God, you're fat, fatty McFatterson, fatty, fatty, you're a fucking fatty. No, that's being a dick. That's being a piece of shit. But glorifying it is not the answer. Pretending like it's not a huge fucking issue is not the answer. Pretending it's not detrimental to your health, objectively, is not the answer. Not wrong. Um, because anti-fatness isn't discrimination because it is discrimination. Oh. It's wrong because it is far oh. from oh. the last socially acceptable form oh. of discrimination. And oh. if you're part of a minority that is discriminated against, you already know this. Oh. Racism, sexism, uh. anti-trans bigotry. Oh, let's go. Loop it together. This is what intersectionality is. Loop fatness with anti-trans bigotry and sexism and racism. Fuck yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, dude. We got the white savior on our hands. Yeah. Tell everyone how being fat or being pro-health is anti-trans. Oh, keep on going. Keep on going. Lump it together. It's all the same. It's all the same. We need just like a, can we just get a flag that like a flag with everything on it? Let's just get, let's get another flag. Do I have enough characters in my, hold on, let me say, do I have enough characters in my bio for another fad, for another flag, fad, for another flag? One too many consonants. Um, in that, by the way, anti-LGBTQ plus bigotry, those are all still 
to varying degrees and in varying parts of the world, very socially acceptable. Learn some history, go traveling, go see the discrimination in other countries and come back to the United States and tell us how evil it is here. Go. Saying that anti-fatness is the last socially acceptable form of discrimination only serves to minimize those other forms of discrimination um, and minimize the experience of other people who experience that discrimination. Pause. Jesus Christ. Minimize the experience of other people who experience. Okay. Word salad. Listen, this is the oppression Olympics. And again, no, no, saying that anti-fatness is the last form of discrimination. Uh-uh, there are many types of discrimination. If you're saying that's the last form of discrimination, then you're saying that's the worst discrimination. And the last discrimination, you're insulting people that are discriminated against because of their experience of being discriminated. Jesus, bro, say more and like talk more and say less. Can you use any more words without making any fucking sense? Be more pathetic. The only reason I'm ripping this video is because you put it online. If this offends you, don't make stupid videos. My opinion, you don't have to like it. I actually hope you don't. I hope you don't like it. I hope you don't like it and don't watch my content because you're not someone that I want us that, that I want in our community. Unless you want to think logically, then you're welcome. What, whatever the intent is, and I don't think the intent when somebody says that anti-fatness is the last socially acceptable form of discrimination. I don't, I never think the intent is necessarily to diminish all others. It's to try and point a, a, a spotlight on anti-fatness, which you, you should, but not to the detriment of all those other forms of discrimination out there. I don't talk about anti-fatness because it's, you know, a, the last socially acceptable form of discrimination. I talk about it because I am uniquely qualified due to my life experience of being a lifelong fat person. Uh, that's a flex due to my experience of being a lifelong fat person. Another example of cake gender would be if someone feels like they have different layers or flavors to their particular gender. I think the real question is how is there 30 seconds left of words? that I'm able to talk about it. Not because it's the last socially acceptable form of discrimination, not because it's the most uh, egregious form of discrimination, but because my experiences allow me to talk about it uh, where other people who don't have my experiences can't. All that is just to say, Jesus Christ, don't say that anti-fatness is the last socially acceptable form of discrimination because it's just- Anti-fatness is the last acceptable form of discrimination. I'm saying it because you don't want me to. I hope you're offended. Not. And if you hear me saying it, correct me. Just delete the video and then you'll be corrected. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. But his thyroid. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Jesus fucking Christ. God damn it, I don't know what it is about your face, but I want to deliver one of these right in your suck hole. Is there anything I can do to work on that? No, so you not wouldn't... really. It's your face. Ooh. <laughs> ah, cheese and rice. Carson, so you're telling me 
if I eat two pizzas in one sitting, I too can be an internet expert. Dude, just change your, add a couple flags to your bio, add some pronouns and uh, just say you're an expert and you're good to go. Like this is what the internet is proving. It's like, don't spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on education. Just say you're an expert. Just say things. Just say things and lie to people and you'll be fine. You save yourself a lot of time and money. Just say shit. I do. It's fantastic. All right. Um, fam, we got two more videos. Uh, both of these are going to be painful. One of these is really long. I, I don't think we could do both. I think we're going to have to push that one off. I, I can't do. Oh, God, we might have to. Should we do them both? One of them is like three. We might not be able to. One of them is, ooh, it's actually from, oh, they're both from Lives of TikTok. Oh, God. Let's do the sh- All right. God damn it. All right, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Misgendering. The first one's misgendering. We're doing the We're doing the last one. It's longer, but we're doing that one last. And when we do it, when I read the title of that next video to you, I'm going to tell you why we did it last. I, I'm not, I don't even have to. I don't have to tell you. You're going to know why we're doing it last. You're going to know why we're doing it last. First off, let's get a little tainty, man. Aww. Very nice. And uh, let's get a little church. Oh, wait, Tainty Man. He's on the move. He's on the move. Rufus. Oh, Tainty Boy. Oh, Tainty Man. Rufus, fire. There's a robber. Attack. Fire. Oh, my God. Save me. Save me, Rufus. Help. Fucking worthless. Great. Wonderful. I feel I feel secure. Jesus Christ. Okay. All right. Uh, this one's called misgendering. Misgendering. All right, here we go. What's in the box? What's in the box? Here we go. Boys have a penis. Girls have vagina. Huh. It's just me. Maybe I'm more annoyed about this than I should be, but it feels like extra disrespectful to misgender somebody when they have a pronoun pin on. Like, you know- Pause. A pronoun pin. Um, look, I'll call you what you look like. If you look like a woman, I'll probably refer. Uh, you're not going to use someone's pronouns to their face. Pronouns, understand pronouns are what you say when they're not around. I'm going to be like, oh, hi, she, hi, her. So what's the problem here, fam? What's the problem? Churchy, what's the problem, baby girl? What's the matter? What's the matter? Oh, I know I'm fun presenting. I know I look like a girl, but it's right here. It like I have a they them their pronoun pin right here. And- look at those pieces of flair she has. She has a pronoun pin. If you don't, if you're just listening, she showed like a bunch of pins. So if you ever seen Office Space, she has like a lot of pieces of flair. Uh, no one's looking at your pins, fuck nugget. No one. People still call me a girl. People are still using she, her, and it's like, guys. You're a girl. Come on. I'm I'm not asking for much here. You are. You're like, hey, just change your language and call me a unicorn or call me a wolf. Call me multiple people. Like my therapist does. I'm literally just asking for people to use my pronouns. Yeah, compelled speech is not a thing, so you can... Make me a coffee or a sandwich or, or not. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Just do your job for Christ's sake. 
all. Come on, do better. Be respectful. It's not hard to be respectful of people's pronouns. Can we? Yeah. Yeah. You're not. You don't have to say things that you don't want to say. You don't have to play into people's delusion or their attention seeking behavior and their narcissism. That's all it is, is narcissism. It's the definition of narcissism. It's no, call me this. You have to do this because it makes me feel good because it's about me. It's sick. It's sick fucking social media behavior. Like, Hey, I want attention. I want attention. Look at me. Look at me. Selfies. Look at my glute pics, blah, blah, blah. Try harder, please. You know, all I'm trying to say here is just be respectful. I'm going to keep on pausing it. No, it's not about being respectful. It's about you commanding people to bend to your will. That's not being respectful. You're not being respectful. That's the difference. You're not being respectful. Demanding that other people say the words that you want them to say. That's not what respect is. That's control. That's power. And that's unacceptable. People, it feels really shitty to have something so clearly dictate what my pronouns are. And people, there's nothing clear about that. I didn't even know you were wearing pins. Um, no one's looking at your chest area because then if they look at your pins, oh my god, you're looking at my boobs. Oh my god, patriarchy, capitalism. <laughs> so don't put them on your tits, by the way. And no one looks at any pins that anyone is wearing. No one's looking at pins. Jesus fucking Christ. No one's looking at pins as she pours like a 10,000 calorie cancer bomb. If you're just listening, she's working at like, it says the hive. Is that like the beehive or something? Like some coffee bar, something weird. It's not hard to be respectful of people's pronouns. Are you still saying the same thing? Oh my God, of course she drinks it. (laughs) Holy fucking, her pancreas is like, oh, please no. Please no. It's like Super Troopers. Uh, Super Troopers when he's like, we're going to watch you smoke the whole bag. And the guy that just ate the whole bag of weed in the back is like, please no. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm surprised she has brown hair. Anyone else shocked? Is that a septum piercing? Actually, I believe it is. Is that a septum piercing? Yeah, that's a septum piercing for sure. All right, well, not surprised there. Very surprised that the hair is actually um, a non-abrasive color. That's a shocker. Okay. And for the record here, it's Papa Swolio. Why are you always making fun of people? Look, this is stuff. You're putting it out on the interwebs. I'm just observing and I'm voicing my opinion. Again, I, I, I am totally fine. I'm totally fine with you not liking the opinion. I'm having fun. I'm exaggerating. I'm hyped up on caffeine and I'm fucking amped. I'm lit by stupid shit. And I think it's important. I think it's important to rub these fucking lunatics nose in the stupid shit that they post. Otherwise, it's going to keep on becoming more and more pervasive. So I'm glad your feelings are hurt. I'm fine with it. Even more so, I'm neutral. Like you're free. You're free to be offended and to be like, Mm, sad face doesn't matter or you could do better for yourself of which I'm in favor at the same time I'm also totally fine with you saying these things you have the freedom and the right to say these fucking things as do I so like we're, we're all doing our thing I'm fine if this person wants to make videos like this every day go for it great content um although I'm totally fine never seeing your face again all right this one is going to make me absolutely lose my fucking shit. So if you are easily upset and you're kind of tapped out, oh, this might not be the show for you. Okay. If you're tapped out, 
and you just, you can't hang, you can't handle it. It's all good, fam. It's all good. Um, we have plenty of people here that can. That being said, Howard, get the absolute fuck over here, my guy. So per is a neo pronoun that comes from the word person, which is why I really like him. <sighs> okay, stretch, stretch, crack the neck. Um, we are ready to, um, we're ready to get into what it. happened to your queer party friends this one is called you ready for this this one is called two-year-old trans kid yeah two-year-old trans kid which doesn't exist this is an absolute narcissistic delusional parent who's abusing their child um the question on TikTok that is on the screen says, would you mind sharing the process that your youngest child went through to figure out they were a different gender? Two years old. Does anyone see the insanity here? Yeah, you do. I'm not even going to go into it because I'm just going to rant for another 10 minutes and just it's child abuse, plain and simple. It's disgusting. It's nauseating. Um, let's see what we got here. What's in the box? There's tiny tuck, typical tuck, total tuck, and the tyrannical tuck. Did I, I not, did I not drag that? Okay, so first of all, I will say that the process, the journey is ongoing and probably will be for the whole potentially life. her entire life. But here's how it's... <laughs> okay. All right, I'm not going to stop. It's long as it is. So she was uh, designated, assigned, observed male at birth. And until about 18 months, didn't really, you know, know too much. Just kind of was raising two kids, working full time, not really paying attention to what was going on. Hey, working full time, not really paying attention to what's going on. You don't say. You don't say that you weren't paying attention. Hmm. And at around 18 months started, she started showing signs of like really being interested in things that her sister had and had in her closet and wanting to play dress up. And this has to be a, no, this has to be a joke. This has to be a fucking joke. People. I've said this a bunch of times. I know it's not a joke. I'm just, I'm trying not to lose my fucking shit. I wanted Barbies because I had, you know, friends that were females when I was little. I lived in New York city. I wanted Barbies. You see kids with like dolls and stuff like that. Why? Well, I wanted them. Like you, you kids want to play with what other kids have. It's like, oh, you have that. I want to play with it too. Me too. Right. Me too. Kids are real. Like me too. I want this. I want this. That's why you have to have, you teach fairness. You teach sharing. These are important things for children to learn. Agreed. I wanted a Barbie. So my mom bought me. She wasn't like, oh my God, he's a girl. She bought me some fucking a Barbie dollar, a couple Barbies. And what I do I fucking undressed them and I fucking, you know, played around, boom, boom. And I like, she said, I grabbed it by one leg and swung it around my head and I was throwing it around the, the place. You know, you play with it a little bit like, okay. And then you get bored. And I went back to like with bricks and video games or something like that. It doesn't matter. I also destroyed my mom's makeup. Like she came inside the bathroom one day and I had lipstick all over everywhere and like i was playing with you don't know what it is kids are experimenting and figuring out things and you know using makeup i think i had it on my face and i had it all over the bathroom he's a girl he played with makeup all right kids get shit out of their system 
It doesn't make them a girl. 18 months, two months. This is disgusting. I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm already pissed off. All right, let's just play it. Sorry, fam. On 18 months, started. she started showing signs of like really being interested in things that her sister had and had in her closet and wanting to play dress up and wanting to put on lip gloss. And when she would see fingernails, she would want her fingernails painted too. And, you know, we just, Key. we thought it was cute. No issue. We had no issue with, you know, her wanting to do those kinds of things. Um, and then around the age of two, things started to progress at a quicker pace. And so each time that we would go to pick her up from preschool, she was fully outfitted in dresses and jewelry. And so I will say I was super stoked that we had such a wonderful child care center that she was in because she was allowed to, you know, experiment with her gender and play dress up and do those kinds of things and have access to them. So when I would go to pick her up from preschool, like I said, she would be dripping in, you know, just jewelry and clicky shoes and all kinds of stuff. And getting her to take that off to go home was usually a pretty gnarly struggle. Uh, and then pr around the age of. This is sick shit. This is really sick shit. It's one thing to let your child, you know, play with stuff like that, but this is this affirming stuff. This is gender confusion. You are promoting it. There's a difference between promoting it and letting the kid fuck. I'm like, I wouldn't be like, oh, here, dress up all the time and here, wear all these fucking things. You're like, you don't lean into that shit. You still teach them structure and X, Y, and Z. It might be a gay man. Fine. That's the problem with feeding your kids fucking soy and vegan shit and the pest, the pesticides and birth control and the fucking water. Yeah. That's why the kids need to eat real fucking food and grow up in, um, you know, outside and climbing shit and being children, not being brainwashed. Like this is, you're leaning into it. Like that is a huge component too, is like leaning into it and facilitating the love and attention as a result of that kind of behavior. You still have to teach them proper behavior so they can function in society. Okay. Four, she started wanting to wear like leggings and headbands. She had this one headband she was completely attached to that she felt, I, I look back on it now and think to myself, gosh, I wonder when she put that, that headband on, she thought to herself, people see me for who I am. No one's going to misgender me now. Um, and so it, it progressed. It just kept moving in that direction with more and more things that started showing more and more signs. Um, she would say, when I wake up tomorrow, I'll be a girl. And we were kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. And my husband and I would be like, we got we to gotta figure this thing out. And so kind of for that final test, my husband decided, you know what, we're going to figure this thing out. We're, we're going we're gonna to tap into this and see what happens. So he said, you know, I'm going to coach a t-ball team and I want her to be on it. Oh, we did and this so already. I was like, all right, let's do it. We've, we've listened to this before. We did this with the T-ball thing. Well, that didn't go over so well. She not only hated T-ball, she hated the uniform. She hated the hat. We found uh, we, everything in the trash We've done this before. Um, yeah. She was, a, you couldn't get her out the door uh, to go play on Saturday mornings. And so uh, eventually I thought at one point, well, okay, well, what if I let you wear your leggings and a tank top underneath? And yeah, we, we can, yeah. as soon as the game's over, you can take your uniform off. And she Still was terrible. Like, okay. So she wore the headband, she didn't wear the hat, she wore the headband, she wore the clothes underneath her uniform, and she would go to the game and she would stand there, and as soon as it was like, game over, she would rip those clothes, you know, that uniform off and stand and proud in her tank top and her leggings. Um, and very shortly after that, she told us she was a girl, and we believe her. Oh. Yeah. Cool, you could say whatever you want. You're a... Okay. Enjoy the enjoy dealing with the lifetime of resentment and hatred from your child. 
um, when you continue to affirm this. Um, in more important notes, we got the Tainty Man here. Very nice. Good form, bro. That's a that's some good form. Excellent. All right, here we go. Oh, there we go. He's going open taint. He's going open taint, but respecting, respecting the audience, making sure aimed away. Um, taint away, Tainty Man. Taint away. Look at this angle that I have. Look at that. Is that it? Is that it? And he's done. And he's done. Let me put the duck over here. And uh, of course, we have uh, the church. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You're so cute. You're so cute, baby. You're just the cutest. All right, you're just the cutest. Oh, boy. Loretta, sorry, son. You told us when you were two. That's why you got a sex change. Um, guy in the Telegram says, why or how can people be so stupid and actually believe this? Nancy, I just got back as I opened the video. Papa goes, call me a unicorn. Shit's obviously getting real. <laughs> Scary stuff. Scary stuff. Shane, here's a novel idea. Parents should parent. And the thing is, if you're just listening, all we had from, and many of you, how many of you are parents? How many of you are parents and how many of you are or have gone through little periods? Some of you listed like, you know, hey, my son, blah, 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 or daughter, but you teach them. Like, this is what people don't understand. Uh, Karen says kids at that age cannot formulate those complex thoughts. Obviously. They can. That's the therapist. That's the parents. That's this kind of like narcissistic look at me behavior. Like, hey, we're so uh, we're so forward thinking and progressive. And, you know, we get social attention because we have a trans kid like that bumps you up in this victim hierarchy. And so proud, so brave, so brave. What brave parenting. Now you can join those Facebook groups and be like, yes, yes, I'm a brave. I'm so brave. I'm so brave. Um. It's very important that to understand that kids will do what you tell them to do. I know it's a shocking thought, but you have to teach them proper behavior. They don't understand the difference. They don't know how they're supposed to act. If you let them play dress up and live in fantasy land, they will. Again, I will say this over and over again. Children believe in Santa Claus sometimes till they're six, seven or eight fucking years old. They believe a fat man flies around the world delivering presents, watches kids all year wrong, long, <laughs> he's not Chinese. Um, very creepy, by the way. Squeezes down a fucking chimney that no possible human, unless you're like, you know, in the X-Files, comes down the chimney, eats your high fructose corn syrup, leaves presents, and then fucking flies with, uni like with reindeer, unicorns, same thing, fucking lunatics, to the next house. The kids believe that shit. They believe a fairy comes in the window or something at night, takes a tooth from under their pillow and leaves them money because the tooth fairy just like collects calcium. I mean, it's weird. It's like some for like the has a hardcore tooth fetish. It's like Buffalo Bill fairy style. Okay. So all these things that children believe because you tell them because you tell them it's real. I'm like, oh, okay. They trust you. You are their safe space. You are their parents. 
They trust you. They believe what you say on face value. That's a lot of power. You say something as stupid as it could possibly fucking be. And the kids would be like, oh, oh, humans believe that the sun was coming up because it was like the sun God. It was cold at night. And all of a sudden in the morning, oh, this big fucking ball of fire rose up and warmed everything and made crops grow and warmed your skin and felt great. And they bow to the fucking sun. Until we realize, you know, we don't know much about the universe, but we know it's a ball of fire and gas and plasma and shit like that. Okay, it's not a sun god. Like humans were stupid until we had more science and technology to learn about what things are. Kids are the same fucking way. Imagine what we're going to know in 100 years or 1,000 years if we're still around when it comes to space and science and physics and stuff like that. Okay. Everything is, oh my God, you know, the spiritual, who knows it's magic. We can't fall until we develop the proper technology to fly. Humans can never fly until we fly. And then it's normal. Now we just hop on a plane. Mm, it's like nothing. You're literally flying through the sky like a God that never happened in history. You know, in, in all our awareness, there's no evidence that people are flying in the past, but it's possible. Um, Okay. Um, let's see here. Let's read a couple of comments because I just want to close it off and not put it all on my stuff. But in other words, you need to teach kids. Teach, kids need to be educated. You need to teach them, uh, you, you know, proper. Let's see. For, I, want, I don't know if I brought that up here. Let me see. Um, let's see. <laughs> yeah, we live in a generation, uh, Mark says, where parents want to be friends with their kids. That's also true. You ever see these videos of like, oh, my mom's my best friend. It, that's, it's your mother. It's your father. Like, they're not your best friend. They're your parents. Okay. Um, let's see, Heather McSwade, my son wanted his nails painted too. It's about joining and not changing genders. If you're painting your own nails or the, your sister is getting your nails painted, I want it too. It's just like, they want to experience it. They don't want to be left out. They want to be a part of the community. It doesn't mean that he's a girl and you should give him puberty blockers. All right. Uh, let's keep on going. Matthew. Oh, you want to play with what your sister was playing with? You must be a girl. That's as arbitrary and stupid as it is. Uh, Lady Hawk, yeah, kids can like different stuff. It's just experimenting because that's what kids do. Um, let's see. Elizabeth, my daughter played in the ball uh, or with the ball or like, but she never uh, once thought she was a boy. She hit the ball better than the boys though. There you go. You could be a Tom girl. Remember that concept of like a girl being good at sports and things like that? Some girls are more physically, um, you know, some girls are have more masculine traits, but they're still a female. Doesn't mean you can't be good at softball or basketball or track or some women are just amazing at sports, physical. Some women are completely uncoordinated. Same thing with men. Some men are more feminine in their in their like you know interactions with society, and some like it's a gay man or a gay woman, you know, homosexual man or homosexual woman. Like that exists. 
it does it's strange how like that just doesn't exist anymore like it can't possibly be you're a different gen like no that's not happening very very rarely um sh tomboys exist boys can be interested in fashion and cooking none of that has anything to do with gender yeah i see these guys on tiktok like today's fit and i'm like what if i look at that and i'm thinking like what a fucking tool like today's fit. And it's like a man, like go to the gym, like here's today's gym fit. It's like, bro, go fucking lift some goddamn weights. You're, you're worried way too much about what you're wearing to the gym. And it's like, but at the same time, the person likes, I don't know. The gym's not a catwalk in my opinion, but to each their own, I can still make fun of it. But some people are really into some dudes collect sneakers and shoes. It's like, I don't get it, but some people do that kind of stuff. Uh, Grizzly, have a cousin whose parents let him believe in Santa until he was 12. Sheesh, that kid got bullied as fuck, huh? Karen, I have two grown children, 31 and 26. My oldest daughter played with all kinds of boy stuff. The younger one was all girly. They are 100% female. It was never a question. Uh, Frank, I have three daughters. My teen is going through this bullshit right now. I just keep acting like it's not a thing. She is doing the non-binary thing because she likes guy stuff. tough is she getting taught that by her friends as she began like like where is she coming up with that where is she learning that from how old is she just curious uh um elizabeth my son has been around me and his sister more often than his dad who's active duty most of his life but he hasn't once wanted to be girly um let's see matthew i wanted to be a transformer when i was a kid and an x-men uh, Steffi, try to keep your babies at home until they are seven as much as possible. Dominant, dominate their formative years. Fact. Um, Lady Hawk, honestly, if you asked me at four or five years old what I wanted to be when I grew up, I probably would have said a boy. A lot of kids would have. Uh, let's see. Okay, lots of uh, lots of good comments. We can't get to them all, but um, Frank, a follow-up says, she's 13 and absolutely from friends and social media. I call her Bellaby. Oh, baby girl. Yeah, that was a typo. I call her baby girl every day when I pick her up from school. Yeah, it's, it's just attention-seeking behavior. And it's like what you say now to be part of the in crowd. And the problem is, it is a contagion, meaning if her friends and people in her social circles at school are saying this kind of shit, even if she's not on social media and she's not on her phone, like she gets exposed to this kind of shit. It's literally like it's it's literally a virus in that sense. At the same time, she's going to be her own person, but you, you're doing the best that you can trying to deliver from the insanity. Um, the problem is like Cal says, she'll come around Frank, uh, very likely at the same time. It's also like, you have some of these States that are allowing kids to go through transitions and surgeries and stuff without parental consent. And that's evil. It's straight evil. You know, you're not outside your parental consent and shouldn't be until you're 18. You know, at least it's just fucking crazy. Uh, and that's the criminality behind it. This gender affirming, it shouldn't be affirming. It should be therapy. It should be there's a very small percentage of people that would will go through this and have gone through this very, 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 very fraction of a fraction of a fraction of a percent. So be it. It's not as big of a movement as people think it is. It's 
being hijacked by people who, again, are like the fat acceptance is being hijacked by anyone who will. There's a reason why people use all these different flags and hashtags and things in their profiles, because it's victim shielding. It's intersectionality. The more uh, victim infinity stones you can collect, the more power you have, because it makes you more defensible. Like, hey, no one can say anything because they're they're transphobic. They're fat phobic. They're black phobic. You know, they're blah, blah, blah. They're all these phobias because they insult you because you have these hashtags or you identify in that way. It's like, you can make up whatever you want. You're still, you still are what you are an, an idiot. And, um, that's that fam swole card time. All right. Enough rage, enough rage. Here we go. Hashtag, but my thyroid tell me talk about thyroid. Here we go. What's in the box? Oh, we got a winner. Megan Webster, but her thyroid. But Megan's thyroid. Oh, Megan. Congratulations. All right. Send us an email to support at swolenormous.com. Swole card 2477 in the subject, your mailing address, and the body of the email. Congratulations. Holy cow. All right. I have tools, Greg. Could you help me? Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel is Einhorn. It is not my place as a smaller bodied white man to comment on it. Fantastic. Congratulations, Megan. May this will be with you. No medication except my fucking antidepressants. Go make some gains, fam. Hopefully that pre-workout. There's some pre-workout for you. What's your name, fat body? You lose. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. I am the danger. I like the caress for a What are you looking at, butthead? My name's Forrest. Forrest Gump. I will rain down on a godly fucking firestorm upon you. Come on, man. It's all bullshit. All of it. <clears throat> well, I, I could be wrong, but I believe uh, diversity is an old, old wooden ship that was used during the Civil War era. And by the way, you know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down 
So it was trading that watch the hair come come back up again. Another example of cake gender would be if someone feels like they have different layers yeah, no or flavors to their particular gender. Just in time. Coast to coast. Oh, fucking nailed it. Undefeated. Undefeated, baby. Cranky, cranky, cranky. All right, fam. 2477 in the bag. Tomorrow we have Fef. Fuck them Friday. And of course, we have our overtime segment going live immediately following the stream with the brand new DWG fam. Don't miss out. Don't miss it. Join the fam today. SwanormousX.com. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow for the FEFCast. Tomorrow morning, we'll smash it again. I cannot wait for overtime. The DWG is going to be fucking lit. We'll see you then. Peace, McGee. Deuce, McGoose. Your boy, Papa Swolio. Oh, 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 oh. Crazy flow, need a straight jacket. Cash flow, I'm a bank addict. Six subs, had the bass smacking. Eight away, had the place clapping. Three girls is enough for me, so I pull out like the stock's crashing, like an IPO trying to purchase me. This a private sector, so you can't have it. Faking all that boom babbing. Who you think you is, boy? 90s want they sound back, so I give rap all these fake rappers as I take matters in my own hands. I don't need rapping, I don't need Zams. I don't need help, I'm a grown man. Now they came left and they so mad, it's like. Then y'all found that young kid.